Welcome to Off the Screen. Podcast all about basketball. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. So I was uh I was just talking to Mike when we did the the test for the audio and I was saying this this might sound narcissistic as fuck actually, but like I really missed hearing our voices like the, going over the the podcast and stuff. So it's it's good to be back. We have taken a several month hiatus. I don't even know how long. When did we stop? June? Uh July? We stopped know. like the week after the finals. I think. Yeah. I mean it's been a relatively quiet off season. Sure the Lakers did their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh uh Lamarcus is back apparently. I think we uh, did go over the draft actually. Yeah, we, I remember draft. Yeah. Cuz I didn't know who the players were. Yeah, and then we recorded um, we recorded an episode about the first week of free agency and like I dead just forgot to drop it. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time I remembered like 4 days later like so much news had come out that I was like, damn, we're just going to have to re-record another episode and we didn't. Yeah, I mean, NBA, NBA news was kind of quiet, and like, life, life was unstable. We had to, we both like, okay, you guys can't even tell, but because we don't post video pods anymore, but like, we're both sitting in like completely different apartments than the last time we recorded an episode. <laughs> yeah, moving, Elsa, uh, like traveling too, because like. Since the last time I recorded, I've been to Boston two times. Uh, got back to New York, went to Seattle. Okay, um, I don't got it like hell, that. I went to and I went to Philly one weekend. Like, in yeah, I feel like like Mike could have a snap streak. I feel like every other week I'm seeing this man in a different city. Like he's just living life to the fullest. Like he graduated, he's like, "Yep, it's time." <laughs> but I love that for you, yeah. Bryce. I I th- I think I think I'm done. Although I still want to I still want to visit uh I wish I had time like in the near future to go to DC or maybe go down to Florida, but I, just, I don't think it's in the cards right now. We'll see, we'll see. We should we should have a little we should have a little off the screen trip. We should meet up meet up in a different city. We could record an episode from there too. That'd be dope. <laughs> That'd be real cool. It would. It would. I took my first big risk since covid and i went to uh volcano bay that was it was fun it was fun it was really worrisome because like when you go to a water park it's kind of like there's just like no way to have your mask because it's going to get so gross i felt super like worried the whole time but like i came back i haven't shown any symptoms like i've been fine everything but like it was it was concerning i don't know if i'd do it again I, I i wouldn't do it often for sure like it'd have to be like a once in a while thing over time i mean life is getting back to normal ish i guess yeah i guess my vaccine works like, uh yeah <laughs> i was like a uh, boston boston was like when i was there it was kind of fine like some places are a little bit weird people are still wearing masks but it was fine philly from i don't I, that, that was like the fourth time in my life i've been to philly it felt normal Mm-hmm. Um, New York is basically normal. Seattle felt weirdly empty at times, but then like other times it was fine. But again, that was the first time I was there, so I have like 
I don't have a reference point. Maybe you're just used to like busier cities. But Seattle no, should be it was like, Seattle should be busy. No, because I was downtown like on Friday afternoon because that's when I landed. Like, so I went to downtown, and mm. like there was no one. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. As uh, well. But like Saturday, Saturday there was like a, a a lot of people and it felt normal. But it was just like, but Friday for some reason I guess everyone was at work. Oh yeah, afternoon, not evening. Yeah, okay, that that could be what it yeah. is. It's uh, yeah, man. Like it's it's interesting. Like going back to normal shit, and like I've still been like kind of scared to take those risks a little bit. But like I'm slowly like I guess easing back into it. And there's a big concern with like, I don't I don't take as many risks like when I'm back home, of course, because like my mom is a cancer survivor and stuff. So even though she is fully vaccinated, I don't really like take those risks yet. I just want to wait. Like, I'd love for the fucking U.S. vax numbers to just jump a lot, so I could be a lot less worried. Yeah, I specifically I Florida. It, people are gonna talk if people talk about the vaccine thing. People the vaccine can still get COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But first of all, most of the people who have died since, like, I don't know, uh, when did the vaccine mass roll out? Like May, May or April? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them have been uh, unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. Now, Florida reached its record numbers in the summer, way past when, like, the vaccine has been widely available. Uh, Idaho. Idaho was so full of COVID patients, they shipped their hospital their they shipped their patients to Washington State. And Washington State's like, we're overwhelmed with all these I I Idoans. people from Idaho. Idahoans? Like I don't know. Mm. Uh I flew over it. It's it's it looks really nice from like five thousand feet in the air. Um But like, yeah. And it doesn't and, most vaccines don't stop you from getting the disease. Like, it's not what it's supposed to do. It's supposed I, to stop I you just from looked dying. It up. The term is Idahoan. Idahoan. Okay. Idahoan, yes. It does reduce chances, though. It reduces chances of catching yeah. it and spreading it. So, I mean, yeah, it's not like going to be 100%, but like, if, if, although, if, if like a majority of the people are vaccinated or whatever, then the chance of it spreading is a lot less. Yeah, so, but it's also the whole point is that it stops you from dying. Exactly. And it's not to say you're like, going to die if you get COVID to... without the vaccine, but it still reduces the effects and reduces the chance of it. Yeah. Like people who are at an elevated health health risk are more likely to die even with the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But like it reduces the chances, man. And this is, it's also just like a um with uh with the other pod, I was talking to Noah. We were talking about like nine eleven, right? Mm-hmm. Other uh, pod is way like more political than this, by the way, guys. So if you guys yeah. are, if you guys are trying to check out like news or like anything like political, go hit up the intersect. Quick shout out to to the other pod. I'm not on that one, but they do a great job over there. Yeah, yeah and uh, we were talking about nine eleven. Was it between two to three thousand people died on nine eleven? It was a tragedy. We went to war. Two wars. Mm-hmm. We have two thousand people dying every day of COVID. Oh gosh, like I don't know. It's staggering. And people are like, "Oh, but how many people die in car accidents every year?" Blah blah blah. So like, like 
because why do you people want to add to that number? We should be okay with it. Exactly. Like, why add to the number then? Like, why not just try to reduce? It's, it's a lot. Vax. I don't. I don't even want to like hold on to this topic too long because we will get into that. Maybe we should leave with that. Honestly, we we, we should go. We should, while we're on it. Like we. Yeah. yeah okay. Part of the reason we're talking about all of this is because. Uh, reported today, the NBA is at 95% vaccination rate among its players, at least have one dose. Uh, but here's the some WNBA notable... was the first league that was fully vaccinated, by the way, I believe. Yeah. Shout out to them. It's also their playoffs right now. Like, yeah. Doing big things. Yeah, leading the way. Uh, but there have been some notable anti-vaxxers in the NBA, or people who don't want to, who are like, this is a private matter. Like, why the, f- why the fuck does my employer need to know? Um, mm-hmm. So we got uh, Kyrie, most notably, who, as it stands, if he's not vaccinated, cannot play in a single home game yeah. this season. Because uh, for Barclays Center to enter, you need to be vaccinated. Yep. And... Um, same with Madison Square Garden. So that's more than half of his games. He just can't play. He also can't um, play any games against their biggest rivals because LA doesn't allow non-vaccinated players either. Cal- the state of California in general, I should say. State so, of California. So no Sacramento, like, no Golden State, no Clippers. <laughs> that's four teams off rip that, that people can't play in. Well, six teams because you also have New York has two. I think yeah. every state that has multiple teams... Actually, no, 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 no. It's Florida yeah, and Texas. Florida, Florida doesn't give a damn. The blue states with multiple teams <laughs> don't allow people. <laughs> yeah, no. So it's a lot. Um, oh, we are on that. Let me pull I mean, up. Hold it, on. I wrote down a list of all the fully uh-huh. vaccinated teams, which currently are the Spurs, Knicks, Jazz, Lakers, Blazers, Hornets. And I know that the Raptors are one second dose away from being fully vaccinated. For reference. Oh, damn. My Celtics would be slacking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blame Schroeder. <laughs> oh, didn't he get the, the vaccine? Oh, I no. He know. said it was it was him and Braun that didn't have it. Maybe he got Something it. Something like know. that. Uh, but he was in media day, so I imagine he did, he did get it. That doesn't mean Bradley Beal was in media day. Good point. Good point. And Jonathan Isaac. Oh, man. Like. I don't think we have that yet, actually. I just wanted to say, to throw it out there for clarification, Bradley Beal, Jonathan Isaac, Michael Porter Jr. Also some notable, like, people who came out. And instead of, like, even saying, like, it's, it's, it's something they want to keep personal, like, they just outwardly said they're not vaccinated and they're not going to get it. Uh, Bradley Beal's like, don't vaccinated people get COVID too? Like, yeah, Booker's one of them yeah, too. Yeah, it's possible. Booker? Oh my god. Jonathan Isaac, uh, I said, I I was watching his media day, and he said um he seemed like he wasn't actually fully opposed to it, but that he just doesn't feel comfortable for himself taking it at this time or whatever. And because he already had COVID, he has antibodies and between his age group and stuff. His explanation sounded much better than like what the media put out as quotes. But like Okay, but Jonathan Isaacs every every point or, or thing he takes sounds reasonable and then he gets punished for it. 
standing up during the national anthem. I was like, uh, my my family went to uh, when the military or whatever. Towards that didn't ACL. sound reasonable for me. <laughs> my apologies like, to all the all life matter people, but like, no. No, like, I was just saying, it's in terms of people and their track record, Jonathan Isaac just needs to like follow follow the the play that everyone else is doing because it's not working out for him. That's been a but. big thing, actually, like a big topic. It's kind of hard to avoid it, right? Because you want to keep this like basketball, but like at some point it just become like a question of freedom. No, but when, but uh, it's, it's sometimes, uh, okay, the, the actual anthem thing, I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the vaccine thing, like. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, like the, with the vaccine thing. <laughs> like, okay, you're uh, some of these players, Andrew Williams, Kyrie. Uh, anyone go to in any of the Cali teams, anyone in the New York teams, you risk not playing for more than half of your games. At least 41 Straight games. up. Yeah. Like, and it's going to be more than 41, actually, because then you have the, the other games against the, the teams that don't have yeah, it. You're probably going to finish playing play. like 32 games or something like that. Yeah, and if say God forbid you're in the playoffs and like half your games now are in like Brooklyn or something, like what are you gonna do? Yeah, if the if if the Lakers and Nets, which are both title favorites in in their respective conference, if they both made it to the finals, Kyrie cannot play in the finals. <laughs> I just realized that. That's that's pretty ridiculous. Although to be fair, Kyrie hasn't like confirmed whether he has or hasn't gotten vaccinated. He just said he'd like to keep it private. Kyrie is, you know, he's the VP of the Players Association. Yes, yes, he is. And Which Chris is Paul such president, a weird. Unless they elected. Yeah. No, Chris Paul is a president. Which is just really weird for me. It's like the most contrarian uh, player is the VP of the Players Association. That's the reason they don't have a vaccine mandate for the NBA, because the Players Association couldn't agree. But this same dude is like, let's not do the bubble. Like, yeah, but he said let's not do the bubble. The bubble. It it wasn't like his personal thing. That was because he was hearing it around the league and people had come to him because he is the VP of the Players Association. No, but it's just like he. It's just he has to. Sometimes he's he's a leader. He is one of the best players in the NBA. As much mm-hmm. as I like to clown him, he's one of the best players in the NBA. And one of like, the most charitable NBA players that there Yes, that there that's is. true. Like, he's just... Sometimes he just needs to stop speaking in, like, codes or talk, and just straight up say what he means to say. Oh, you, are you and, talking about, like, you saw the tweet, like two weeks ago three weeks ago and he was like i got my mask off but it was like a metaphor he's like no mask up everybody <laughs> he's like i got my mask off take yours off too or something like that he was it's like a metaphor for like putting on a persona or something and like like just showing your true self but like obviously in these times when you say yeah, i got your mask off take yours off like everyone's mind defaults to, to the like covid masks but there are but there are there are people who are worried about so uh you know Kyrie's uh, mom I think was like born in a Native American tribe something yes. like that 
and uh this summer he said he was reconnecting with his uh with his roots yeah he's stuff. been he's been really um he's been really like um with the native american community from what i've seen and like trying to like learn and and embrace that yeah i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't know like which tribe he said he was a part of like i just i just forgot oh, but yeah, like do I there was a but like there was a story so after he did like uh this ceremony or whatever he just went he went to a school unannounced to to be there and sign things but like everyone else everyone else in the school had their mask on because they had to because that was the policy except for him and what i will like... say he said he'd like to keep it personal and he wouldn't like to um disclose that information however i did see an image of him like courtside at a WNBA game in the vaccinated area which which, uh, which arena in WNBA I don't know which arena it was actually was it Liberty like, I'm not sure I saw I saw someone like I saw a post of it basically and it was like now that I think about it I'm not entirely sure what the source was so maybe let me not take it serious but like but like it 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 was like a picture of him like courtside WNBA game and supposedly it was like a non-vaccinated like the the vaccinated area for like people who receive their shots and i could no, see I mean, Kyrie talking about it just from the perspective of especially being like vp of the players association for the people who want that choice they'd receive a lot of flack because if everybody who who got vaccinated was just like yeah i'm vaccinated and then the one person's like i want to keep it private then they're all under fire you know so maybe it's just like from like a sense of unity for like the the players who haven't been vaccinated so they can say it without everyone immediately having the assumption that they're not vaccinated. Okay. So I think part of it is uh, everyone likes to quote HIPAA. Everyone's yes. like, I have HIPAA rights. So I was like, HIPAA doesn't do that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like no one can sell your medical information. It has nothing to do with whether or not your employer, uh, your employer can know or or uh, do whatever like and i'm not fully educated on hipaa laws so that's definitely more your section <laughs> no but it's like everyone likes to bring up hipaa like i don't have to disclose my vaccine status because of hipaa or some something like that it's like that's not what it does it's yeah, like you... saying it's like saying facebook can't ban my post because i have first amendment rights facebook is not a government they can do whatever the hell they want but we've been fucking having to disclose, at least in the U.S., uh, like we've been having to disclose vaccine status since like elementary school. Yeah, you go to you go to public, you go to private school, and like I know in 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 Massachusetts, you go to private school, you need to you need to give your vaccine information. If you go to public, public school, school, you need to give you need, vaccine records. You need to do that every state, uh, college, like, and hell, we we like to bring up uh, people who's like, I don't know if I need to take the vaccine. It's not for me. NYU dorms. To be in an NYU dorm, you need to take the HPV vaccine for both um, uh, men and women. Mm-hmm. HPV is a serious uh, STD for women. It can give them cervical cancer. Yep. Guys can spread it, but it doesn't really, like, the vast majority of cases for guys is, is harmless. Yeah. But, but half the population takes it to protect the other half. It's a communal thing. That's kind of how vaccines have been made. Because that's the thing. It's like, yeah, vaccines aren't for everyone. Like, not everyone can take a vaccine and, like, it'll react well with their body. That is a minority, though. But the whole point of a vaccine 
if everyone else has the vaccine, then it reduces the spread. It reduces people catching it. So eventually it's going to die out. And then those people who can't take the vaccine don't have to live their life in fear of catching this virus, whatever yeah, it may like, be. I know some people who had severe allergies to it. And like, that's, that's not something you want to see. <laughs> like there are people who, who can't take, they're, uh, they're little kids. There's no vaccine out for them yet. Um, they have extreme allergies to everything. They, it's like, there, there's a, there's a place for like, I think like medical exemptions are, are, are like, they're reasonable because those people medically cannot take it. Yep. It, it's fine. But people are like religious exemptions. The Pope says take it. <laughs> the Pope. Michael Porter Jr., Jonathan Isaac, are you listening? The Pope has said to take the vaccine. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I do want to say this. I do, like, I do think that there should be a degree of choice, like, to get it or whatever. I do think. I would I would highly advise that people go get it if you have no issues with that or whatever like if you're able to like if you don't have any underlying issues that like have been found to react with the vaccine or anything like that I would definitely advise people to if you could just for like just communal health but also beyond that I think if you choose not to get the vaccine then the responsibility falls on you to like wear your mask social distance properly do things like that just to because you're not getting the vaccine at least while this virus is like at a high like just look out for everyone else dude like if you're not gonna get it that's okay i understand i guess but just like be careful be cautious then in other ways also there's like there's four vaccines approved in the u.s uh although one of them we're we're just giving out to other uh countries because we don't need it but like um you if you don't like johnson johnson there's pfizer if you don't like pfizer there's moderna go to a different country you can get astrazeneca <laughs> like <laughs> astrazeneca kind of kind of iffy though i'm not gonna lie <laughs> there's a reason why that shit got banned here in the, in the north america <laughs> it, it's, it's not bad it's just we didn't approve it uh, like we didn't uh do the uh, emergency authorization no didn't canada allow it and then ban it Oh, so they won't. So it's like uh, side effects are more are more likely for younger people. They're like, women. we're not gonna have. Uh, yeah. So it's like a young people, like women under the age of forty. It's like we're not. We'll just give you another one. Yeah. No, because I had a cousin and she got the first shot and she was like, "What the fuck do I do now?" Because they stopped. They stopped giving them out. And then she like called about it and they were like, "Yeah, we'll get back to you about it." And like a month later, they booked her next vaccine shot. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's things like that happen. Like, uh, if you wanna, if if you if anyone has been paying to the FDA recommendations, like, I won't point Biden's like everyone can get their booster shot in like September, right? Mm -hmm. And the FDA and CDC, they're like looking at the data. We're not sure about people under sixty-five yet. Yeah. So I'm, people, who, I'm not gonna people lie. who are. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just realized though we've gotten way off topic. We are like yeah. in full vaccine conversation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Point is, people are, are doing their research. People who are trained to do this are doing their research. So it's like when NBA players are like, was it, was the, was it Broker Robin? I always get them confused. 
that that thing is like I have to do my own research. I wasn't there. Like I don't know if Milwaukee won a ring. I think it was Brooke, and then I think yeah, no, that no, was Robin. Yeah, he said he had to do his research on on fucking whether Brooke is a champion or not. <laughs> yeah, bro, Cat lost fifty pounds from COVID. That's crazy. Fifty pounds. Wait, Carl Anthony. 50? Yes, bro. I weigh like one thirty. Yeah. If I lost fifty pounds, I'm like a paperweight. What the? I didn't know that. Jesus. Yeah. Like I know he. I know he lost a ton of family to COVID. But yep. like, that's the other thing. That's wild that people are openly like going on about this, like dead in front of cat. I hope he. I hope he does well. I hope the. I hope the wolves do well. I'm really. Cat's one of my favorite players, bro. Like, I really like Cat from, like, his style of play and his person. I really wish his defense was a little better. But, like, as a person and, like, the way he plays, I like Cat a lot. All right. Yeah, next up. Like, uh, oh, you want to go? You want to keep going? Go ahead. No, uh, MPG signs his $205 million contract. Might not even play the first year. <laughs> Miles per gallon? You um, mean MPJ? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. got signed a contract that is worth up to $207 million. There was a big thing on that because a lot of places initially just reported the $207 million. He's only guaranteed like $12 million out of that fourth year out of a possible like $40 million. So he'd have to make either um, All-NBA, All-Star, MVP, and then... Uh, is there anything else? All NBA, All Star, MVP. Oh yeah, and then the ones he can't get, Depoy and All Defensive Team. The ones we know he's not making. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I other than mean... that, his contract is like the same as Shea just Alexander, which is still big fucking bag. So, I think it's so like one hundred seventy. Like yeah, one hundred seventy-three yeah. million, something like that. That's a great contract. Like it's good for him. People are talking about overpay. Like, Denver doesn't get free agents. As of right now, it looks like an overpay. Denver doesn't he, get free agents, and he has if, star potential. If if he does play to that potential, then, like, we can look back in, like, two, three years from now. Okay, he deserves this contract. But right now, it's a really just big bet on the future. Well, it was he's his... not worth money this season. What was it, his second season? It was his second season. He averaged, yeah. like... 19 and a half points per game and was like the most efficient volume forward in the league. So he, the potential is there. The only reason he fell to Denver in the draft is because he had an injury. Oh yeah. He had a massive back problems, right? Yeah. I think it was something like that, like back spasms or something. I don't uh, know. I know it was bad. At one point they, they were worried he might not even play ever. Yeah. Yeah, so because of that, I like good to hear he's in good health. Good to hear he got a bag. Good to hear Denver made a good pick. All that. <laughs> I hope I hope it works out for them. They now have like they've now joined the list of teams with three max players. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of players have max contracts. I don't know like how how I feel about this. Like good it's for all the players, right? Yeah. I like I I love it when players get paid, but I'm like all these teams, all those max contracts. This also might be the worst players. trio of max contracts in the league. 
This one? Yeah. No, I still say Philly. Although they're trying to get rid of deferred. Philly. Oh yeah, Philly. Mm. Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. And yeah, I, I'd rather I'd, I'd rather have Denver. Yeah, but the Philly one's defense is goes crazy. But yeah, like I'd say Jamal Murray is better than Ben Simmons at this point. Mm, no, it's I I wouldn't say he's better. Ben Simmons is a better all around player. I would take Jamal Murray in the playoffs though. Ben Simmons just gives up on the honestly. Uh, can we go, now Jamal okay, Murray has had multiple fifty Simmons. point games. Yeah, yeah. This this is a transition by the way. The next topic was going to be Ben Simmons anyway, which. Why is it still a topic? It's been months. It's been fucking months since they got eliminated. I called it the I called it the way Doc Rivers spoke, the way Joel Embiid spoke. It was over for Ben Simmons in in and Philly. The fact that they haven't been able to move up is I think well like last the during the playoffs, not only did like Ben Simmons game get exposed. It did. Yeah. It happens to lots of players. Their game, but his game's exposed. been exposed for like the past three years in the playoffs now. So like, it's not even that. Yeah, it's just it reached like, like a new peak. Degree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that like, man was put under a microscope. Half court. Yeah, like that was bad. And but it's like games getting exposed. That happens all the time. Giannis, everyone knows Giannis still can't shoot. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Joel Embiid likes to hang on to threes too much. Like, we we all know these players have like uh, have holes that they need to fix. I'm not I'm not going to complain about Joel at all with the season he just had. That was an MVP level. season. No, no, I'm no, but I'm saying like he's a great player, but like, yeah, yeah. Everyone has their little their little flaws. Yeah. Like, there's like LeBron could try on defense harder every every night instead of just like five minutes a game. He don't like, need that. Not until the playoffs. Although he's 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 mad old. He's mad old. He he should not be doing that until the playoffs. LeBron should be the only person in the league with with a pass to just like not do shit until the playoffs. Him and KD. Yeah. Um. But yeah. It, but Ben Simmons gave up. That's what's that's what's different. Mm-hmm. Other players get exposed. Some for better or for worse, they keep playing through it. Yeah. Uh, but like Ben Simmons just straight up gave up, and it's, we're talking about an easy layup he would pass. He he would pass off. We're talking be, about just being being there for his team. He just gave up. Beyond that, I think I think the biggest thing with me was like the lack of accountability, where like he was like, "How many assists did I have? How did Trey shoot? Well, like you're a max contract player, you're not supposed to take zero to two field goal attempts." For the entire fourth quarter of a seven game series. For for every fourth quarter of a seven game series. Like, and I don't want to harp on it. It's been like talked about and everything. It's been it's been a topic for a long time. But mainly the reason why we had to talk about it was because of the trade. Like the the trade topics in Philly. And like we've been shitting on Ben Simmons. I'm all for shitting on Ben Simmons, but I'm not gonna drag it out for months. Like that's just excessive, you know? Like I, I like should, Ben Simmons. Though. He should. Like, that's my thing. He I, I should get his flack. He should get his flack for 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 the way he played. I do think if a player plays bad, 
it's warranted to talk shit about them. But why are we continuing this so many months later? Like, get over it, move on, let him play, and see what happens. No one wants... He doesn't want to play for Philly, and no one wants to trade for him because they're like, his trade value is sus. Like... Mm -hmm. uh, I agree. And that's the, that's, that's the thing, is like, Philly set this up for failure. Daryl Morey had a ridiculous asking price. Would not trade Ben Simmons for some, for some decent packages because nobody's going to expect the, the value if you tried to trade Ben Simmons midseason, like, like at the trade deadline, of course. So like the, a couple of the packages were good. I think the Warriors package was good. They asked for way too much from the Raptors. I remember that. They wanted like Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, and like two picks. And I think a young player. I was like, hell no. <laughs> but it, I mean, that's the asking price for some of these star players, which right. Ben Simmons is a star player. Like the CJ McCollum package Harden could have worked, probably. Like, I don't know if that uh, would work. Uh, James, a James well, Harden trade is not in the same realm of a Ben Simmons trade. <laughs> Let's, let okay, us clarify It's not in the this. same realm, but it's just like... Super it's not remotely close because because if you remember they were hard. about to ben, they told Ben they told that man pack his bags. They <laughs> said get fucking ready because we're pulling the trigger on Harden, <laughs> and they were sending Ben and more things for Harden. So they they're not the same remote caliber of player. <laughs> we're talking about it's a top like ten player versus like an all star top twenty who's, who's been a continuous. That's debatable. You can you can argue that Ben Simmons is not improved from his rook from his quote unquote rookie season, mm -hmm. but he was a he was a top player in his rookie season. So, but James Harden at point guard or shooting guard, he's like a guaranteed top three at his position. Put Ben Simmons at point guard or power forward, he's not top five in either. <laughs> the, the, he, he's, he's a weird he's a power forward I mean he's a power a point forward sorry it's been a while since I talked basketball yeah he's a he point is. forward so he's and a top he's, he's a top three he's a top three top five point forward top three point forward let's see we've got Giannis we've got LeBron we've got how many other point forwards are there in the league I'm putting Pascal over him that's that's the top three it's not. Pascal. It's not the top three. It's not the top three. But like, I put Pascal over him easy. That's the hill I will die on. I'm not gonna sit here and keep arguing the Ben Simmons thing. I will continue to argue that Pascal is better though. Sabonis. Uh, Boom. There we go. I don't know. About, it's, like, so, it's so hard to DPOI. say. Hmm? We're talking about a runner-up for DPOY. Yeah, and we're talking about an all MB, an all defense level player, who. Averages over 20 points per game and like four and a half assists per game. Like, I think seven rebounds, seven and a half rebounds. It's not like you're acting like Pascal's a bum. Like, the man was all NBA last season, or not last season, the one before, and Ben wasn't. I, mean, I think part of that is just Philly is not a Philly is not a well constructed team. That's that's also true. Philly's it's better constructed than last year. That's 
Like I'll oh, give no, Daryl Morey sure. flack. I'll give Daryl Morey flack for this trade stuff and shit. He, like he's constantly trying to just fleece teams instead of actually like get a good package together. But I will say he did a great job fixing Philly. Like Seth Curry, incredible trade. That was great. He got rid of Josh Richardson and got like one of the best contributing players on their lineup. And I don't know why pe- no. people keep thinking they can trade for Josh Richardson and it's going to fix shit. I really don't. Shut up. Shut up. He went he hit up old Sam Presti. He hit the he hit the hey boy. I got you. I got you those picks you've been salivating for. <laughs> Took Al Horford's contract. Boom. <laughs> Easy. Oh, that's funny. Both of those guys ended up on your fucking team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I love that. But your team actually needed that more, or they didn't need Josh Richardson. They needed, um, they needed fucking Al Horford back, kind of. Not at that price, but like you guys needed a center. But Al Horford's old, so I don't even know if he's gonna he's be good a, for you guys anymore. Even, he's just—he's not—he—he's a distributor. He's not really a center. Like we just need a pure rebounder. You need defense too. If Robert Williams can play like I don't know thirty minutes per, per game this season or like twenty five, we're, we're fine. If your coach is willing to play him, it's not Brad Stevens anymore though. Brad Stevens for some reason had a had a short leash on Time Lord. I have no idea why. <laughs> like that well, man had that man had a hell of confidence in fucking TT, <laughs> old ass Tristan Thompson. <laughs> And then he just stopped playing him towards the end of the season, right? It, I mean, same thing happened with uh, Ines Cantor. I mean, <laughs> obviously, point, because if defense is your played. problem, Ines Cantor is the last person you're throwing in the lineup. But I, I remember playoffs, he was playing like five minutes per game. He's like, this is our marquee free agent, guys. Just stop the David play. Like, uh... Is Celtics still a free agent destination? I'd say no. All their best, All their best players are from the draft, actually, now that I think about it. Where's the Celtics? Like Celtics, Boston is this gets this weird rap that we're not like a major city, even though like, I think that's mostly just because uh, Boston is next to New York. No, but you can be a major city and not a free agent destination. Look at Toronto. Okay, but that's Canada. It's a different country. I guess. But if I'm black, like, I'm gonna be against going to Boston too. Don't go to any teams in the south. I'll play it. I'll play it. Tell me Atlanta's better. Louisiana. Okay, okay, that's fair. I don't know how I don't know how Boston's laid out. I know like in Atlanta, Louisiana, and this is gonna sound wild. I guess like, well, but it's they they do just have. It's probably not gonna sound that wild actually. But like they do have like black communities where it's like majority black people too. So, like, I don't know if Boston is, like, that, too. Or if, like, yes. there's maybe a sense of comfort where you're, like, separate from the racists. Almost, like, a positive sense. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. But, yes, you're away from the racists. <laughs> you know what I was about to say. <laughs> Fuck. First episode back, we got on so many random, like, off the rail. Random pageants, yeah. That was the wildest one by far. I, I, I'm like, yeah, it's not going to be that wild. And then it was about to be, like, the wildest thing said in the history of this podcast. <laughs> oh, 
but Boston being a big city doesn't necessarily like make months. you being a big city doesn't necessarily make you a big free agent destination, which is okay. Because Boston, like I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm talking shit. Like I've been to Boston. It's a beautiful city. It's a nice city. Mike is from there. That's where we met. Yeah. Uh, was it Olin College? Meet him. Is it? Yeah, Olin. There we go. Most of you yeah, probably don't even know what that is. Tiny ass, tiny ass college. Like three hundred <laughs> students. Unless they grew. Yeah. Hmm. Right. We didn't meet in college, by the way. We definitely met like freshman year of high school. <laughs> oh, your freshman year, my sophomore year, like summer. Yeah, because yeah, for some reason he's like a grade above me, even though we're like the same age. We were we were born what like three months apart, something like that. Uh, yeah, my birthday's coming up soon. One month apart. That's what it is. Your birthday's yeah. this month, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Another tangent. Okay, back to on, basketball. Where were we on basketball? We were talking. We were talking about Ben Simmons, and then it ended up being Daryl Morey praise. And then we talked about how, like, they just kind of dumped everyone who was bad on Philly to the Celtics, and then, then we just started talking about Boston itself. <laughs> Let me uh, double check how much time we've got in this episode too. Just to, we got forty one minutes. Okay, we could we could definitely minutes. go over another topic. Okay. Uh, okay. which one do you want to do out of what we have written for those of you guys who don't know, because obviously how would you know, you can't see the document, but we just have a document where we just threw out a bunch of different things to talk about and just whichever we felt Yo, comfortable I'm with. To be honest, I, I forgot, I forgot about the, the, the document. Okay. All right. I haven't even opened it. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So while he's pulling that up, I, I do want to just randomly give a shout out to, oh my gosh, have you seen these summer workout videos? with scotty barnes have you seen no. him clamping like everyone in the nba like blocking shots at the three-point line like everywhere like he, his defense has been crazy i saw him clamp the fuck out of donovan mitchell like and made he... him airball by like three feet <laughs> that's good for him like i don't know summer workout videos i I don't know. I take him with a grain of salt because, oh, of course, looking at them, Ben Simmons can't miss a three in the summer workout videos. Did you see the mixtape he dropped where he was like taking like running mid range shots and shit? Like, uh, it was an intense defense though, but still, yeah. Some players are some players are bulking up. Apparently, LeBron lost more weight. AD's bulking up. Yeah, uh, I think Scotty got bigger. Like yeah. taller and stronger. Uh, Cat said he's he's uh he's bulking up. Yeah, uh, of course, he's got to get back to form. Yeah, Luka that man said I, that man said I was big as D'Lo. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like he's like I was over here looking like D'Angelo. <laughs> that man's funny. Uh, isn't it? Uh. Last time I heard about, but like a lot of players Jokic are either slimming down or bulking up. Yeah, Jokic. Yo, Doncic actually looks like if you've seen his picture of Media Day last year versus Media Day this year, mm -hmm. dude looks look like he lost like thirty pounds. Like people don't damn. give Luca credit. Luca's a big dude. Like he's six seven. <laughs> like he's huge. I saw like JJ Redick podcast. Like that's what oh fucking 
um matisse was talking about it because they were talking about ben and he's like people really don't appreciate ben for what he is because like on the defensive end which i completely agree with on the defensive end like he can pick up luca from half court and he's like luca is huge and fast as fuck (laughs) (laughs) and he could just do it he's like the only person in the league he's seen do that yeah, <laughs> Luca is amazing. Uh, like, I don't know what Trey Young's been doing other than get make himself a more hated character in uh in New York City. Trey Young grew a uh, fuck ton. Of, he got his facial hair looking thicker. That's what he did. I don't know if you he saw got the pictures. Kicked out Madison Square Garden. Yes, sir. WWE. Yes, sir. Uh, what is it? James Harden almost got arrested in Paris. He did get arrested in Paris, but that was during the Olympics. I think we talked he about did. that already. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, James Harden did, like, having the, the hardest bromance with Lil Baby. Like, they've been spending all summer together hanging out. Need me a friendship like that. I got oh a couple friendships God. like that, low-key. But I need me a friendship like that where we're rich. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so, like, we're just hanging out in, like, different countries and shit. Oh, my God. That'd be dope. Right? <laughs> All right, you got the you got the dock up. I see you on it. What what you want to talk about? Yes. Uh. Yeah, I don't care about preseasons. That starts in two days. That's just that's just quick talk. Yeah. Uh, basketball does return this month, guys. So October third, we got preseason. That's two days from when we're recording this. I'm gonna just try and drop this tonight, honestly, because it's been that long since we've had one. And maybe if I start dropping episodes in the same day we record it, I'll be less slacking. <laughs> because there's times where I just upload late. So, like, I got to get back on it because it's been a while. I didn't have a regular schedule. Now I'm kind of back on that. So we should be good. Yeah. And then regular season, October 19th. I'm October really 19th. hyped for that. Uh, Net versus Bucks, Warriors versus Lake. Actually, let's talk. These four teams are the expected favorites, right? Nets, Bucks, Warriors, Lakers. Um, so yeah, Clippers lost Kawhi. They're strong favorites. Clippers lost Kawhi. Uh, Denver's still without Jamal Murray. What do you mean they yeah. lost Kawhi? Kawhi has a partial ACL tear. Oh, is he out-out? I didn't realize that. Yeah. You, you don't want to re-injure that. Okay. Yeah, they, they should be... Mm, I don't know. Because, I, I mean, Phoenix did just make it to the finals. And then the Jazz were looking really good. So, there's no guarantee for yeah, the Warriors uh, necessarily. Because we also but don't I know just, how Clay's going to look. I, These I are the matchups like, everyone wants to see. January. Yeah. Everybody uh, wants either to way, see. it's like those four those four teams, we have lots of expectations for them. Whether or not mm-hmm. they're the favorites, whatever. Yeah. I don't sure. think the Warriors are going to be as good this season as people think they are. Well, like, even for this matchup, like Clay's not going to be back until like December, I think. Yeah, December, January. And also, was it was it a second ACL? Or something like that. Like, it was his knee. He tore... No, so uh, the first season, or I guess in the finals when he went out against the Raptors, he tore his ACL. And then we were right before last season, he was doing a workout, and he tore his Achilles on the other leg. Uh, Yeah, those are two really bad injuries. Now, offensively, it doesn't make that much of a difference for his game. Mm Mm-hmm. Kinda. It does. It does. Uh, if it affects, it, well, it can. I should say, if it affects his ability to just keep running all night and like go around screens and shit, because that's like the entire premise of the oh, Warriors' yeah, motion the offense. Warriors. 
but yeah, but it's like he doesn't. He's not posting up. No, but he doesn't need the explosive. He's not that explosive type of of like player. So it's not that thing. But his defense though, his defense though might take a serious hit. It very well could. The Warriors have been a good defensive team though. Yeah, surprisingly. No, but uh, but I'm just saying like Clay Thompson is underrated defender. Like, underrated no i think everyone says clay is a good defender that's always been like a thing no everyone. no no but it's like people forget about it people always talk about the fact that he can like uh, t- drop 11 60 points on 11 dribbles <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true that's so true like some of the biggest things that clay thompson contributes is not just his scoring but also his defense and the fact that like i don't know both his legs legs are like mad hurt it's like uh Clay is at this weird Andrew, level of being like overrated, but like the greatest role player, like of this generation, because he's a star, but like he technically is a role player just turned all the way up, you know. And because of that, it's like people, Clay. I, I love Clay Thompson, by the way. Let's not mix this up. He's one of my favorite players too, but I think it's a lot to just think that Clay could be a number one option when he doesn't dribble and i'm not that's not to say he can't but like we have no guarantee that clay thompson could be a number one option like we have no idea what it would look like with clay thompson primarily handling the ball and i would i would probably lean towards that not looking good because he's never needed to work on that yeah no but it's just like it's one of those things it's like perfect situation perfect fit fit perfect situation uh, type of players and no it's like, it's not just, even that because any situation is perfect situation for Clay where he's any situation with him being a second or third option is like literally a match made in heaven. Clay is the best role player that you can plug into any system and he's going to show out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, is this going to be another year where like Andrew Wiggins is going to have a breakout year? <laughs> Unless Wiggs something like that happens. Season. Huh? Wiggs was good yeah, last 19- season. Yeah, nineteen points, like uh, a couple assists, couple of rebounds. Like it's fine, but I'm just like, he started. It, it's rough. not to the potential. It's not the potential that everyone has just seen as Andrew Wiggins since day one. Yeah, and I think over over the season, like, and I wasn't watching like Warriors games religiously. I watched a lot of the early ones, and this is why I was saying like he didn't start so well because his shot selection was god awful when they when when they started the season. Which, I mean, wasn't really surprising to me. And then, like, by the end of the season, like, he seemed to really improve. His defense stepped up. Like, Wiggins became, like, a genuinely, like, really good piece for them. Yeah. And Oubre did not. But, like... <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how, like, they improve or how they do. But I just, the idea is, like, it's the Warriors are back to the finals. It's like, yeah, I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they need to make the finals. I just think they need to make the playoffs and like be like a, a threat. Like Warriors could probably make round two, and then yeah, I'd yeah. say that's, that's good for the year because they need to get back back together. They need to get their chemistry up again. They need to get Clay um, back on his legs. Acclimated, yeah. Yeah, like and then the following season the they could be a final contender. Yeah. And once people see a healthy Steph and Clay and Draymond together again, like. Warriors become a free agent destination again because that's just how it works. You're playing with <laughs> the most like selfless team that like you're going to eat. 
and all you have to do is come in there and defend and they'll take care of everything come in there defend yeah. and get ready for like open rim runs and, and shit or like just just pass pass the ball like that's all you got to do yeah uh lakers oh man <laughs> lakers are not that gonna, gonna be that good of a regular season team. i don't think they're gonna be that good of a regular season team and why is that you're also old and that's kind of been a thing with the Lakers, and they were like the number okay. one seed the the season before last when everyone got injured. Okay, yes, that's true. But I'm just saying is like your best players are getting a little bit older. You need to you need to make sure Anthony Davis stays healthy for the for uh for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Rondo is really iffy in the regular season. Yeah, and yeah, Rondo's like one of the older guys. Yeah, like you, Dwight not, Howard hasn't run a lot been able Dwight. to. You have to, right? He's like the the main center they have. Who's the other? Who's yeah. their backup? Do they still have Trez? Is that what it is? I don't think they have him. They cut Gasol. Gasol, I think, yeah, is going back uh, to Spain he, to do this. He re- yeah, he's gonna retire soon, anyways. Uh. No, but it's just like Carl Carmelo Anthony, Bazemore. Westbrook has done a lot with a little though. Oh, like DeAndre every Jordan. Season. DeAndre oh, they got Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. Okay. Oh. Another old ass man whose game was based entirely on athleticism. So he's so much worse now than he was in his prime. Like it's uh <laughs> Like Carmelo's thirty seven, Jesus. DeAndre Jordan is damn near a liability shit. <laughs> like I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying they're, they're gonna be bad. I'm just like They're gonna be a I don't know, team. there's a lot there's there's a lot of miles there. They're a playoff they still, team they still if have KCP? Get injured to hell. Uh, or is K- no KCP got traded to the Wizards. Oh no, he 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 left. Yeah, he's <sighs> out. If they still had KCP, that team would be nice, bro. Who's and who are they? Who are, they, know, who are their shooters? Shooters? Yeah. Uh, can Bazemore shoot? Ellington. Yeah. Ellington can shoot. Tht. Tht. Malik Do Monk. Have... Malik Monk. Yeah, oh, Nunn. Malik Monk is great, actually. Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn. Okay, so they got a couple of young guys. They can run. Yeah. They got a couple. But those young guys aren't like star talents. Malik Monk can get buckets though. If he keeps up like last season instead of like the first two or three seasons he had, like he was inconsistent. That's what it was too. It's not even like he was bad. It's just like Malik Monk was the type of guy who could just drop 30 and then drop eight. Yeah. Everyone was like the Lakers are a super team. It's like, yeah, 10 years ago, Adam Silver, or I guess 10 years ago it might have been David Stern. Either way, <laughs> it's like undo free agency or something like that have you seen i think it was the 2013 all-star game and they were going through the list of them and it's like almost all the all-stars from that game are either on the nets or the lakers or retired yeah like all the active ones yeah almost all the active ones yeah that's that's fucking ridiculous bro (laughs) damn 
I'm curious to see how the Lakers play. That's I'm gonna curious, be like I I think they're gonna be good. I just I just don't think they're gonna be that good. At least during the regular season. It's like how well do they mesh? Like, you're we're talking about a team where like two of their best shooters are LeBron and AD. <laughs> and you know it take you you know it always takes time for Russell Westbrook to adjust to a new team. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Every every time Russ has been traded, it's it's taken a couple months. Although with the Wizards, it was injury based. Yeah, but it's like uh, I don't expect uh, expect him to be like, uh, like on the positive side of plus minus like until January, like mid to late January, because that's usually when it's been at. Yep. Best believe if he's available, I'm still taking him in fantasy though. <laughs> that man's nice with it. Even when he's bad, he's good. Oh, Russ. And that's only because we don't do field goal percentage. Thank God. <laughs> the whole average five turnovers thing, that was killing me, though. Oh, yeah. No, that team's going to have a lot of turnovers between LeBron and Westbrook. Right. That's what. That, let, let's close out with that. Like, just because we're, we're at, like, 57 minutes now. Let's just close out. Let's talk about fantasy. Because I... I'm so excited for fantasy. We draft exactly a week from today. And uh, I'm just excited, bro. I'm so happy. I, I've been missing fantasy. Yeah, I realize I spent way too much time on fantasy and I miss it. <laughs> yep. Specifically, Mike, Sid, Amir, and I talk about it. How it's like when it's not fantasy basketball season, there's just like a void in our lives. Because like every time we get bored and have nothing to do during fantasy season, we're fucking looking at the wire. Cause we make yeah, moves make, nonstop make, all season. Making moves. Cause I think all of us were at like 30 plus moves, right? Something like that. And Sid was like at 40. Sid was like at 50, bro. Sid, Sid is a fiend, but Sid <laughs> literally clawed from like a bottom team to the eighth seed and made it to the finals. Like those wire moves actually yeah. helped. That was crazy. No, because at one point I think he was like, if he was not a bot, if he was not like bottom two, bottom three, like he was up there for until like four weeks in, and then mm-hmm. dude just climb, what, climb, and climb. What pissed me off the most was that I dropped Norman Powell week one because I thought everyone was a casual, so I'm like, I'm like nobody's gonna think to pick up Norman Powell, and Jeremiah took him up, didn't touch his team for the rest of the season, and Norman Powell had a career <laughs> year. He was like he was like the like tenth seed out of or no he was less he was like the like twelfth seed out of fourteen. Now we got a twelve team league. It's oh, a we little, got twelve. Yeah, so the talent so pool is a little, a little easier bit to pick easier. from. Yeah, I know because I was I was really looking at like bench warmers on my team. No, exactly that the whole fourteen team league was like the reason I was able to go undefeated because. Like, I just knew about players I had no business knowing about <laughs> to pick them up. Uh, although you still lost in the first round to Sid. Yeah, that fucking sucks. I lost one game the entire season, including playoffs, and I ended up fifth place. I was wondering, I you think was... we should you think we should eliminate um playoffs? What do you mean eliminate playoffs? Like if we if we just extend the regular season instead and just fight for like overall season performance? Because oh, I like the playoffs. Okay, all right, cool. Like, just, I know just checking it, I know, because I know, I know it really sucked for you. No, no, for sure, for sure. No, that's why I didn't want to just do it. But like, is it because you know, like a lot of players get rested, 
or whatever at the end of the season. So I didn't want it to be like unfair like that, you know? No, I mean, it's it's one of those things when you have to when you're making your team, you have to balance it. Like, do you want all star players or do you want good players on bad teams? I take you know, the good players, players that are going to make like the eighth seed. The ones that the ones that need to fight for it, <laughs> because you take the guy at the one seed, they're fucking resting. You take the guy at the at the twelve seed, they're tanking. You gotta take the AC guy, who's like an all star, and he's gonna ball the fuck out on the last couple games of the season. Actually, let's talk about what what's your what's your uh, what, what's your we'll talk about our strategies when we're going to draft ne- uh, next week. That sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to go first or I go first? for you you go ahead you got it all right so my thing i just again it's it's a whole season long so the first couple picks i need i need players who i always pick players who are consistent mm-hmm. who are gonna play who, who are gonna play like a lot of times so it's either yeah. like not anthony davis that's like rule number one for me <laughs> yeah no not it not anthony davis no no one on the clippers honestly um like I want I want players who don't have an in- injury history. It, like mm-hmm. those are my first couple of picks because those are where I get like that consistent play. That's like the first year I had Giannis. Last season I had uh, who did I have last? Did I have Bradley Beal? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I just know you guys let Jokic fall to number six, and that man put up MVP numbers over eighty-two games. He played every single game, bro. I want to kiss but, that yeah. man. <laughs> The first two free rounds, those are the types of players I I, I try to get. Like, uh, will I miss out? Will does does that mean like Kyrie might be up there in terms of talent level? I'll miss out on him. I oh, care. absolutely. Kyrie can average like fifty five fantasy points if he wanted. Yeah, but is is he gonna play for that 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 whole week? Exactly. That's on those like, on those you know? on those thirty games that he's allowed to play because of vaccination, <laughs> he's gonna go crazy, bro. <laughs> Especially when Ramadan come around. Kyrie's gonna go fucking nuts. Oh my god. But yeah, so like th- that's the first thing. Then the the mid uh, the mid game is where I this is where I get a little bit like riskier. So I will take people with I will take people with like a high potential for like them doing well, mm-hmm. but there's also a good chance that they might get hurt. So like Last season for me, that was like taking someone like uh, Gordon Hayward, who yeah really didn't work out season, for you. No, most of the season it worked out. It's just like at the end, it like no. Didn't he like break his hand mid season? Uh, it wasn't it was most like, of the uh, season. You had him was, like half the season, which is good for no, Gordon it, Hayward. It it was a uh, it was like this. It was like the last quarter of the season he was hurt. Oh okay, then it was I guess the year before that. Yeah no it was. Yeah. The year. Yeah, no, it's like I can't believe after that take... year you decided to take Gordon Hayward again. <laughs> You're fucking <laughs> ballsy. It worked out for me though. It worked out. Ballsy or stupid. Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, who else did I have? Like, um, I don't, know, I don't remember my team. This is like months ago. Do you like, have a? The... Do you have a strategy for position? Like, like positions you'd need that you want to take first first i first i want to get forwards like just okay. i don't know forwards or like a uh, or like a uh like a combo guard forwards are hard to find the, you're right 
because like forwards are they're not that many great forwards, mm-hmm. and you always just want it, and they just rack up a ton of points. There's like, plenty the of good ones. Not I so many great ones. Is, uh, yeah, the last position I care for is like center because uh, m- most cases I can find a center that can get like maybe your 10, 15 points, ten rebounds. Like if you get a Jokic or like Embiid, like that's great. But Embiid for me falls into that like that injury category type of thing. I have the best fantasy record out of all our friends. And this is off of fucking center dominant teams. <laughs> I had I Jokic I had Jokic twice. Valanciunas was fucking incredible for me, like the second half of the season for two seasons ago. Clint Capella was incredible for me this season. You might be sleeping on centers. You might, like they're yeah, they're no. fucking great. No, but it's from. I'm not saying that. I I feel like they're, unless you get someone like Jokic or like Embiid or whatever, mm-hmm. like the amount of points is like if you can get a consistently good center, like the amount of points is like constant. Yeah, but and I'm also excited about you, this uh, new breed. You say that until yeah, you see I'm, the pure euphoria of fucking Clint Capella getting a triple double with blocks. Then, yeah. then but you I'm see you see like those sixty five fantasy points, and you're just like, you like your head is about to explode. Like I, that, that uh, doing a line of coke cannot feel better than what I felt when Clint got that triple double with blocks. <laughs> I promise you. Oh my god! Oh, but it's uh, I mean I'm excited for the center position because I'm seeing like at least this season I'm gonna look more into him because there's like I feel like there's a renaissance of like talented like deandre aiden type mode center where they do a little bit of everything young guys like, coming I'm, up I'm ex- jaron jackson jr is I'm probably gonna have a big year if he's not injured yeah so i'm excited for that mm-hmm. uh and then also and then the last like uh the last two three rounds i usually just pick rookies yeah because it's upside if they don't do if they don't do well Oh no! I'll just cut them for some random mass player, but the upsides of it, I feel like, I have got it some crazy high upsides from random rookies. Like who was a? Uh, I had Halliburton last season. That was like, wild because he was like the the fourteenth pick or something. Like nobody expected him to blow up like that. And like you're like this guy Tyrese is pretty good. <laughs> it was like it was like week one or two. I'm like yeah, he's a rookie though, so we'll see how it goes. And he killed it. Yeah. He killed it. He was like one of the best players for Sacramento last season. Um, how early do you think a guy like Cade Cunningham would go? Cade Cunningham? Um, or like Jalen Green. Like they have potential to be like really good fantasy options. Yeah, but the way I think, so uh, I think most of us, the way we draft is we look at, we look at who did what last year and then mm-hmm. we just project from there. Yeah, we don't do rookies so, often. Like, we're it's rare we take risks on that. So it's always, uh, so it's always like, how many rounds? Uh, like, I think it's like round maybe eight or eight or nine. You're gonna see some rookies getting picked up, like your Cade Cunningham's, because like Lamelo got picked oh, up early no. last. If Cade, if Cade is there by like round five or six, I think because it's a twelve person league, I'll probably take Cade that early. I, yeah. I, I don't even know. Maybe earlier. I don't. I've, I'm, like, just forgetting how long the draft gets. Like, I'm forgetting the other players in that range. Yeah. No, but it's, like, uh, L- Lamelo. like, he was, like, he was a, like... Like, he 35 got fantasy points per game? Late. 
he was good. Yeah, but yeah. he got picked, he got picked relatively late. He did. And part of the thing I will say about Lamelo is his team I felt had more talent, mm-hmm. and so it's like to know to know what is he going to produce in uh, on that team versus like Kate Cunningham, who else is in Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> So it's like that's one of your more obvious picks. He's there like, with like Jeremy Grant, Killian Hayes, but like, eh. uh, all right. Fine. So for my draft strat, number one priority is also availability for me. Usually, I don't like to take bold risks with my first two picks. I chose Russell Westbrook because that man will play through injury, and Jokic because he plays a lot of games. I took Zach Levine round three. It was a really, really solid draft for me last year, actually. I didn't have to change the core of my team too badly. Um, it's tough. It's I think one of the big things for me is um before the draft, I look over all the players that like I can think of, right? Basically off the top of my head. And I think of who had a down year. And whether I expect them to come back or whether I think they're just bad because of it or like they're, they're showing, they're showing like their trend. And from there, I expect those people to fall in the draft and then I'll take them up. So I did that. Um, the first time I did it with Porzingis and it wasn't like he had a down year or anything. It's just that he hadn't played. So like people were kind of reluctant to take him up. And I was like, you know what? I think Porzingis is going to have a big year. And he did that year. He fell off the next year, although in reality he had like a decent regular season, but like fell off for the thing. That was yeah. a big. I mean, it's, you're you're gonna see that with like a, a Jamal Murray this season, mm-hmm. like because uh, it was another ACL one. Yeah. Do you want to take that risk of drafting a guy relatively high when they're going to play less than half the season for you? Clay Thompson. That's going to be wild. I don't know where Clay Thompson's gonna fall in this draft because I know I know. Our our fucking group chat is full of fucking clay stands. But is anyone taking the risk of a guy who's coming back in December? There's plenty there's plenty of guys who are gonna miss like the start of the season. Pascal Siakam's gonna miss it. Um people will be out for a couple months, so we'll see. It's gonna be I'm I'm excited for the Discord call. I think the best the best feeling is when you take up a player everyone's been looking at, and you hear them all like scream. Oh my god! And I can't yeah. wait for us to be like established so we can do in-person drafts. In person, <laughs> we we have we have people like all over the East Coast, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to pick a city, and we all got to fly to it or drive to it, and then we have to pull up in suits, and then we have to. We have to like rent out a boardroom at a hotel room with a projector and do the draft there. I think that'd be fucking fire. Would it not? Oh my god. That that sounds fun. Not exactly. It sounds like something when we all get jobs. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I think from that it's like availability and then I try and like mark my sleepers ahead of time. I go down and like I use the star function or whatever. And that's the other thing. You can browse the list and then you put them on a watch list and I do that because then I'll know when they're coming up and maybe I'll take them like a round ahead. I really shouldn't be divulging this information. I'm glad nobody else listens to this fucking podcast because I'll share this. I'll share the juice with you, but like, I don't think anyone else in the group chat listens to the podcast regularly. Yeah, they don't I make mean, it to an dude, hour and 10 minutes. 
Let, let, let's let's be real. First season, like you had, you may have scored more points, but I was number one. Um, second season may, made it further in the playoffs than you. That's exactly why I shouldn't be giving you this information because you're my fucking biggest competition. But yeah, um, I think I try, I try a lot for projection and that's worked out really well for me, but like, Mm -hmm. I think I, I'm just kind of good at guessing whether someone's going to have a statistical season or not, like a good, a good statistical season or not, because it's almost kind of luck. Like I look at people and I'm like, that guy's not going to do well. And then he doesn't. And I look at someone else. I'm like, that guy is. So part of it is paced off like the previous season. I think another I mean, a thing lot is... of his intuition for me too, because remember last last draft I had a date, so I was just like, I was just like, oh, I was just gonna yeah. rush for the last few picks. That was funny as fuck. Mike goes, I accidentally double booked. I have a date. She knows it, so I'm gonna be on the phone, but I'm not gonna be like, in the call. We were like, okay. And then, what was it? Let's see. After that, now. I think what I try to do is I try to put up the people who have big names, but the people who aren't deep in, or no, sorry, not the people who have big names. I try to pick up the people who have big numbers, but the people who aren't heavy into the NBA wouldn't really know them, right? Because we do have some people who are like very casual NBA fans in the league. So like guys like Christian Wood or something like that, who I know are going to like go crazy. I go for those types of guys a lot because I know like they're not going to be appreciated the way that they should and like there it's easy pickings to get them yeah uh, for me at projections it's like if i see a like a young player had a good year i usually expect younger players to do better mm-hmm. and so for me like that's if if they're past like maybe 20 uh if they're like 27 28 and they they had a really good year but like you see like you see their previous seasons it starts to line off I usually yeah. tend to skip those unless their numbers are crazy high. And I'll pick like a 24-year-old who's I see is constantly improving and like, oh, let me grab him. A lot of my strategy is actually based on, and this is where like a thing, like like knowledge is power. Because like I, I draft based off of like how well a team is constructed. Like I remember I sat there last season and we were getting like into the nitty gritty. I'm like, damn, okay. Um, I'm like, do I want Nerlens Noel? I'm like, where does he play? He plays for the Knicks. Who's their starting center? Mitchell Robinson. So he's probably going to be the backup. And then blah, blah, blah. So maybe I shouldn't take him here. I should have taken him there because Mitchell Robinson missed most of the season again. <laughs> but I factor in things like that, whether they're going to be a starter, how much playtime they're going to get, because playtime is fucking huge in fantasy. Like, that's one of the biggest factors. Yeah. So you look at a guy like, I can't even think of one off the top of my head, but a guy who's like really good, but like they're a backup, maybe, maybe not take them. That's 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 a big thing. Drummond, Drummond is a is a fantasy beast. He's behind Embiid. Easy, easy, easy to decide not to draft him. I would I would draft him in the middle rounds just because Embiid misses that much time. Yeah, I would. But Drummond used to be like a round two, round three value player because he was just like guaranteed high double double. Like whether he's actually a good player or not. Uh man. But uh, yeah, no. yeah, I think we can cap it off there. That was a great episode. I think it, it felt really good being back. We've been missing this. Like you guys don't know this, but like behind the scenes, like we've been trying to get back into recording for three weeks and we just had to like iron out a, a schedule. We still don't have a guaranteed schedule. Like, I don't know if we're going to keep recording on Fridays, but we'll sort I it mean, out. 
right now. I, I'm uh, good at Fridays. Part of the fun of being unemployed is like Friday mornings, early afternoons. Sure, not right. doing anything. Right. The reason why we struggle, <laughs> I be busy during the week, and Mike like his weekends. <laughs> Mike like to go out and do things. So we can't do Friday evening, we can't do Saturday, we can't do Sunday. <laughs> but we'll Sunday, I'm recovering. <laughs> yeah. I'm recovering. Yeah, exactly. Like, that'd be funny. We record an episode where you just fully hung over. We should do a drunk episode for the one time, see what kind of wild takes we get. Oh my god. Yeah, that'd we can do that sometime. We are both of legal age now, so we can do that without getting any flack. Yeah. Tw- yeah. Twenty one about to turn twenty two. Exactly. So we'll catch you guys next week. Later. All right. Peace out.